On this episode, Conversations with the Community, we're talking to Charles. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Stephen Mathis. Thank you for taking some time to listen. I really appreciate you. Today, I have something new for you. Going forward, I'm going to be having regular conversations with guys from this community. So some of these will be coaching clients. Some will be guys from our inner circle group. Some will be listeners that I've heard from or gotten the chance to know. But I want to connect you, all of you guys, with other members of this community. I want you to hear their stories. I want you to hear their challenges and their wins and their perspectives. I know it's going to be helpful for you. And I know that I am looking forward to having these conversations. I have a number of them lined up. Today, I had the chance to visit with Charles. Very much enjoyed this conversation. Charles has been a coaching client for a while. He is a member of our inner circle group. He's also an awesome dude, and he's made a lot of kick-ass changes in the last year. So very much looking forward to bringing you guys this conversation and very much looking forward to these conversations ahead. So look out for more of these episodes. I would expect that in the coming weeks, something like two of these per week will be coming, and then I'll have the normal episodes that I've been doing that you're used to. So we're just going to introduce these and add them to the mix. I hope you enjoy it. I would love to hear your feedback. As always, your feedback on this episode or anything else, shoot me a text, 801-742-1439. Have an amazing day and enjoy this conversation. Let's talk to Charles. All right, you guys. So I'm here with Charles. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, bro. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you. Of course. I appreciate the invite. I appreciate the opportunity. For sure. I'm excited. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Just tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm honored to to have my story and this conversation shared with the rest of the the tribe. Uh, as well as other listeners who may be tuning into Holistic Alpha. I'm Charles. I started this journey back in, actually, you know what? I think it's coming up on a year because when I tracked my habit share, I think it was November last time I checked is mm-hmm. when I really started to implement all the habits and our coaching and all the techniques that I've that I've gained from our coaching sessions. So um, November last year, I relocated and man, it was, <laughs> I, I hit larger bumps in the road, especially dealing with, um, borderline addiction, um, to pornography specifically. Mm-hmm. So like, um, throughout most of my life, I was always, you know, watching porn, but it wasn't until I became more isolated, you know, with a new move and relocation and all of that, that it, it ramped up and it was getting to the point where I was just getting sick and tired, you know, that low energy, low vibration, the, all the negative emotions and that come along with it. So, you know, once you have enough, you had, you've had enough. And I, I just reached out, you know, I just reached out with my heart and I said to myself, Things got to change. I need change. I need help. Hmm. So I jumped on Spotify and uh, I typed in um, 
I remember specifically this day and you and I laughed about this before, but you know, I typed in porn on Spotify. I don't know why I was <laughs> thinking like, you know, with hopes of like finding, you know, um, specifically how to conquer, how to beat, how to take on, you know, pornography. And sure enough, if you just type in porn on Spotify, you're going to find what you look for. You're going to find <laughs> what you typed in. So indeed <laughs> stumble across some audio porn. I was like, no, 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 no. This is the last thing I need right now in life, you know? So, um, uh, you know, I, I fine-tuned the search and sure enough, I came across Holistic Alpha and then I saw this whole library of content ranging from different topics and I was like, whoa, you know, I think I think I struck gold on the first try, you know? <laughs> and I, I I clicked on one episode and and I started scrolling all the way back in time and I can't remember which episode it was, but you know, I made it towards the end and you, you ended it the way you usually do. You know, you, you, you gave out the information if anybody needs to get in contact with you and my gut, my instincts just told me, you know, Hey, I, I feel like I could trust this guy, you know, so I'm going to reach out and sure enough, we started coaching and now we're in 2023, October approaching Halloween and Man, I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm in a much better place than I was last year around this time because it was mm. very, very low energy, very dark. So, yeah, man, yeah. happy yeah, to be I'm part big... of the tribe. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so glad you are. It's been such a great, um, I've really loved uh, getting to know you and having our conversations. I always look forward to our conversations and um, I, I think. You know, I mean, I I love all the conversations that I have with clients. I think you and I, we always end up laughing a lot, which which feels good. It's like, it, yeah, um, I just enjoy our conversations a lot. So I appreciate you. Dude, when you said that, you know, you, read the, you hit that low point and you like reached out with your heart like you had reached that time. I don't know, dude. I felt that in a way that I just, I, I felt that. I could just feel deeply that. Um that position and that, uh, you know, that longing to like, to find something that's going to change yeah. things. So, um, well, it's been yeah. a year, man. I mean, so, okay. So we started talking, you reached out, how long was it after you found the podcast before you reached out to me? I don't recall. Was it like right away or had, did you, it was right away. It was literally the same day. Like as I got done with that episode, I, I, I just shot you a text and, you responded back right away. And I was like, oh, that was quick. Like, you know, and yeah, we started talking and we set up a one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching call. And it was, uh, that was back when you were doing the, uh, the complimentary uh, solo one-on-one -on -one call. Mm -hmm. And then we did that. And, you know, towards the end of our conversation, I remember I just laid it all out there. Like I just told you what I was going through. I told you my challenges. I told you what sort of, the way, well, just kind of like the way I felt yeah. now recently than before. Because before, you know, when in the beginning, when you're struggling with pornography, you know, and you don't know any better, you know, you just think it's okay. You just think it's like normal. Everybody's doing it. Uh, you don't think at the moment that, hey, my day-to-day -day life is probably feels like crap. 
or I have this low energy probably because I'm, you know, wasting my energy uh, multiple times a day or, you know, sometimes, you know, a couple times a week, a few days a week, you're just wasting away energy and it just, it almost like as if it just takes so much away from you virtually, physically, you know, emotionally. And so yeah. right around that time where I reached out to you and I found the podcast, that was when I was at my lowest. So like, yeah, I was like, no, I can't do this by myself, you know, because, you know, you, you're trying to fight your way through, muscle your way through on your own, or, you know, you set, you set certain boundaries. If you don't check the other check marks that you and I went through throughout our journey, you know, you can easily find yourself back right at square one. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you, you know, you touched on that idea that you didn't realize how bad it was, man. That's something I've seen play out in so many aspects of life. Like we, we so often, we don't realize what something's doing because sometimes it takes five or 10 years for shit to play out. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's, that's one of the reasons is that like, sometimes we do things in our lives like, oh, this is fine. Nah, it's all good. This is fine. You know, and then five, yeah. 10 years later, uh, it's not so fine, you know? So there's some of that. And also just, we're such adaptable creatures. We get used to the way things are. And mm -hmm. um, even if they're shitty, you know, compa yeah. com comparatively, which is, which is crazy. Um, you know, you, things got worse, obviously, when you moved. Um, and I know you like moved to help uh, your sister, help your family and, I know emotionally things got kind of crazy and I think that's a really good, that made it really clear. And as something we've talked about a lot of our conversations is all the emotional aspects behind this, right? Like we've had so many conversations about like, you know, addressing times when, you know, when you had a slip up and, and working through that and learning from that. And I, thinking back, I mean, there were some that were kind of just logistically like, oh, okay, you know, I took my phone in my room or whatever, but I would say eight or nine out of 10 sort of like slip up rough periods were, were emotionally triggered. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I had no idea how much emotional awareness played a role in just conquering these, this terrible habit, you know, um, it was, it, it became more manageable as I, as I learn how to really just sort through my emotions and ask those questions in the moment as to, okay, why am I wanting to go on private browser right now? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. why am I, um, why do I feel like I'm not in control or why do I feel like I, this is all that I'm worth right now in this moment or all the many times in the past, like, why is that? You know, so the minute, the minute you and I got to talk more about that emotional aspect, it became clearer. It became more and more clear as to, um, just spacing, you know, setting that space, allowing yourself to just slow it down, observe, bring awareness to it, shine light on it and breathe, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, it's still, it's still trial and error. It's still, it's still practice, you know, cause you know, this emotional awareness, me personally, emotional awareness 
is a recent practice and something that I'm now more than ever working towards. Um, I don't, I don't want to say perfecting, you know, but you know, definitely taking more seriously because this is now recent versus a whole collection of years of just being ignorant towards it, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. I've seen that. I mean, even in our, you know, a couple of times that our, um, you know, inner circle calls that you've been on, um, I, like you said, now more than ever, I mean, what I've seen from you is that as you started to, you know, uncover some of that emotional stuff, it wasn't like, oh, okay, you know, I figured out my emotional triggers for porn. I'm good. And it's like something you haven't thought about. It's been the exact opposite. It's like you've dived in more and more where it's not that you're conscious. It's not you're thinking about it all the time, but it's like, I hear, so, you know, so many of the conversations that we've had, either our coaching calls, um, you know, or more recently the inner circle calls. Uh, it's like, I can just see how it's a little more automatic where as you're going through your day, as you're going through your week and, um, you know, and knocking different things out and challenges come up, it's almost more automatic where you start to recognize, oh, okay, like this is what's happening emotional, you know, um, underneath it emotionally. And it's a beautiful thing because, man, that's been such a huge part of your growth. And uh, as you said, I think it's only accelerating recently. I see, I see you sort of having those little, you know, aha moments and that awareness um, around the emotional why is behind things more and more, which is awesome. Dude, I want yes. to talk about, yeah. if you're okay with it, let's talk about, I know some of those, um, excuse me, by the way, I got a little frog in my throat. Um, I know some of those emotional things have been around girls, right? And like gnarly experiences with girls and things not going as you wanted to, and, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. like being lonely and you thinking about the girl in the past. Like, let's talk about that stuff because that shit is real, man. And guys have that, yeah. you know, I know the guys listening to the podcast, like, yeah, there's some young guys who haven't even really been on that journey, but for the guys who have been you know, that I think that's a pretty universal experience where a lot of guys end up accumulating stuff where, you know, whether it was a date, a time having sex, a relationship or whatever, didn't oh, yeah. know how they yeah. wanted it to. And there's a lot of stuff that carries through with us. So, um, yeah, sure. talk to me about that, man. How's that played into your, like, how do you think that was playing into kind of your whole state of being and your habits around porn? Um, and how, yeah, let's talk about that process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a whole lot to unpack there because it is directly correlated, and it's it's very interesting how they're they're intertwined. the The journey around porn and dating life and old relationships, past situationships, the porn definitely affected my personal relationships in real time yeah it affected my the way i think the way i view all um, women the way i perceive like uh how sex should be or what it should be like oh it just negatively affected everything in that regard for me especially since i was you know uh i was introduced to the worldwide unlimited web at a young age <laughs> you know yeah. the um you know, moving, looking back on everything, and this is where meditation really helps. This is where writing about everything really helps because um, we've all faced rejection. We've all faced disappointments. 
um, we've all felt the, you know, the sting of, man, I think I dropped the ball on, you know, with that girl or damn, like, you know, or maybe you got ghosted, you know, I've been ghosted, you mm-hmm. know, and those times you're like, okay, I'm low and, you know, I'm going to quote somebody. I wish I remember his name, but um, I was listening to this other podcast episode interview and we tend to shoot double arrows in ourselves, you know? Um, you know, if we were, let's say, whether if we're metaphorically in war or, you know, we're just going through our day-to-day lives, we get hit by one arrow. Damn, that hurts. Damn, that sucks. That rejection sucks. Or um, I got cheated on or, uh, I, you know, she broke up with me or I got hit by a car, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that arrow stings, it hurts. But then we shoot another arrow into ourselves, you know, and that's where the the self, self-inflicted pain comes in. You know, we're kicking ourselves, we're beating ourselves while we're down. We can't handle our emotions. We can't handle the pain. So we shoot another arrow into ourselves voluntarily or even um, unconsciously we do it. And now we're double wounded. We have the initial impact that caught us off guard. And now we have the self-inflicting wound of just either guilt, disappointment, or just not being uh, equipped to dust yourself off, get up. So I found myself shooting myself a second time whenever I relied on porn to cope or deal with such rejection, emotion, sadness, anger. You know, because it was always there. And somewhere along the line, you sort of convince yourself that, okay, um, life sucks. Or maybe my dating life sucks right now. So, but guess what? Um, This has always been here. This has always been available. And, you know, I get all those dopamine hits. I get all those those sudden rush of, um, uh, you know. You know, that sudden rush of dopamine, you know, and, yeah. and you think in the moment you're like, okay, it's an escape, but then, you know, that, that initial arrow is still there or that initial problem is still there unless you fix it, unless you take it head on. And yeah. so, yeah, moving forward and throughout the journey, this is where emotional awareness can't comes in because now I can whenever I feel that temptation or, you know, or if I get triggered by some way, you know, if I'm scrolling through Instagram and, you know, I see, I see some, I see some Instagram model and I'm like, oh, okay. Now in the past, I would spend a little longer. I would scroll through her, her profile, or I would eventually it'll just navigate and next you know, you're on Pornhub. You know, now when those triggers happen, I take a moment and I ask myself, well, are you going to do this again? Why do you feel this way? And what can we do right now? What can we do right now in this space, this time to, because you have a choice, you know, you have a choice. Yeah. You're either going to welcome it back in or you're going to, you're going to practice some good habits, replace that bad habit with a good one and you're going to breathe for a second. You're going to write about it. You're going to work out, get down, do some push-ups, and 
Joe, just look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself what you need to do or what you need to say. And even if you got to say it multiple times that day, that's what you got to do. And jump in a cold shower, you know, like what I do now, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, you do what you got to do. Dude, it's amazing. And it's amazing what that'll do, huh? Such a yeah. reset. Yeah. Such a cold, hard reset. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you mentioned... uh you mentioned that it's always there. That's something I've heard actually. And I, and I feel like that's been a, a kind of, in some of our conversations, there's been some times when that was a, a pretty conscious thing for you. But I think whether it's, whether it's conscious, at least at times, whether it's conscious or unconscious, I think a lot of guys were basically like, fuck it. I don't need to worry about dating. I got porn, <laughs> you know, right. like, right. I mean, and, and I, and for sure, I mean, I've definitely, there are some guys who legitimately like say that, like speak that. <laughs> and mm. and feel that way you know um mm. and then there's a lot of other guys where where there's a little part of them you know that's like oh i don't need to go put myself out there i don't need to fix this thing i don't need to you know work on that i got yeah i got i got um lady pixel to come home to right lady pixel yes <laughs> yeah. yeah i got a lady pixel to like um, you know they're available 24 7 uh, i'm comfortable right. with her why do i need to go out there and like fail and try to like actually run game you know Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Did and and face the possibility of rejection, dude. I'm so yeah. many got so many guys in relationships um will literally avoid um and I've heard this from a lot of guys to varying degrees, some to a significant degree over years of time, will avoid sex with their partner, their girlfriend or their wife, because mm-hmm. of some bad experiences and because they don't want to either because either they're anxious about about you know, quote, not performing well because they had mm-hmm. some bad, you know, some some undesirable experiences there because they're anxious about that or because they don't want to get rejected um, or both. They will avoid sex with their partner um, and turn to porn instead. Super common thing, super common, whether it's mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe it's an individual, you know, it's an isolated night and it's like, you know, um, partners in bed and dudes off in the office on the computer, you know, because like, yeah, you know, because the thing with that is that that gives us the opportunity or that gives guys the opportunity to, um, to escape the possibility of those hard emotions. Like it sucks feeling rejected, right? Like feeling rejected, yeah. feeling rejected actually triggers the same parts of our brain that physical pain does. So it's like, and, and I think, if we think back to, you know, um, that makes sense. Our, our yes. ancestors. Yeah. I mean, basically, like if we were rejected by the tribe, it very likely could have led to us dying. Right. So this was a mm-hmm. this is like a survival mechanism where our body, you know, rejection is a powerful thing. So even in a relationship mm-hmm. like you talked about it, you know, and I know you've been working on it in the context of dating and, and and going out and those first approaches, those first dated or those first. Yeah. Date, but it also applies in a long term relationship. Guys get you know, they fear that rejection, even from a spouse they've been married to for 10 or 20 years, that fear mm. of rejection can be powerful. Um, God, so that's yeah, that's for real. Yeah. The, the fact that it, it's there, you know, and it's, it's primal and it's, it's, it's embedded in our DNA for a reason. It, that explains why, you know, it sucks. It hurts so much, you know, and you reminded me as you were, you were making your point just now, uh, as to why it's so important to allow yourself to feel, you know, that was mm-hmm. something I never did before. 
you know, if you got a negative emotion or something that's hurting you, you know, you just want to do anything to replace it. You want to do anything to substitute uh, that pain. You don't want to deal with it. You don't want to stew on it. You don't want to live with it. You know, and this is like, you know, emotional trauma or pain, you know. Obviously, if you got your hand over a fire, you know, move it. Don't keep it there, <laughs> you know, but, you know, like, yeah, but, yeah. you know, yeah, if you got like a trigger many times or if you got like uh, something that's been bothering you, the, or if something just comes out of nowhere and you're like, man, this emotion, it reminds me of something or this emotion sucks or like allowing yourself to feel it, you know? Yeah. Dude, I There's think a lot, times, of us, a lot of us are like yeah. emotional wusses. Yeah. It's what it really yeah. comes down to. I know that's where I was. Like we're we're emotional wusses in the sense that we just get scared of them. Like we we get scared oh, of yeah. this hard emotion, and instead of wanting to feel it, it's like nope. I'm gonna you know there yeah. was a period in my life when I was like super into video games, and I was into PC gaming, and I was like yeah. I, I built I built my own PC rigs, you know, with like I I built a, a water cooled one, and I was oh, like yeah. that you know, and and not to say anything bad about computers or video games, but at that point in my life, it was like. What that really was is it was like it was an escape from feelings I didn't want to feel, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was like trying to find some kind of purpose, I suppose, because I didn't have a real purpose, you know. So it's like, yeah, whether it's that it's porn, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. So many of us, we get in these patterns like we're babies when it comes to feeling our own shitty emotions. And if we want to not if we want to not have them actually hugely hold us back, um, we got to toughen up a little bit. We got to be willing to actually look at them and sit with them. I know. I mean, that hasn't been a comfortable process. We talk about, you know, we've been talking about this, this idea of, you know, facing your emotions and looking at your emotional triggers. It, you know, like it's not that bad. It's pretty gnarly sometimes, huh? Like, yeah. To sit, to sit and look at that stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get shooken up by it, you know? Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll even want to retreat and close the door again. And you're going to want to go back to your vice, whatever it may be, porn, alcohol, uh, video games, excessive video games. Cause you know, I mean, I don't think nothing, I don't think there's nothing, anything wrong with playing games, but, um, of course too much of anything, you know, could, could, could mean something else, but yeah, man, like whatever vice it is, you know, you retreat to that and you're like, you're being a big wolf about it and you're delaying that, that pain. You know, yeah. you're just, you're just prolonging that, that, that misery, that suffering. And that's what I was doing for many, many years. And it and can so, be almost anything. Like the thing with the video games, here's the thing with that at that time in my life is it was like, it wasn't that it was necessarily so much where I could just say, oh, I'm just spending so much time doing it that it's, it, it was like the times that I would, I mean, I was married and at that time, um, we didn't have any kids yet. I'm married, right? And it's like, I'm I'm working 40 hours a week. And then the rest of the time that I have to potentially dive into this relationship with my wife, how much of it was I doing? Was I doing that instead? And it was like, yeah. it wasn't that it was so much time. It was that because every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to everything else. You know, so mm. that in that moment, when you say yes to playing a video game, you say yes to looking at porn, you say yes to going for a walk, whatever, good, bad, indifferent. Every time we choose something, we're literally saying no to every other possibility, to every other thing we could be doing, to every other person. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think, like, 
when we look at those escapes, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, shit, people use, um, you know, going to the gym as an escape. Like that can become, I mean, that's a positive thing, right? But it's not yeah. a positive thing if you're there for five hours because you don't want to be home with your wife because you hate her. Right. You know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, so it's really important, I think, for us to look at, again, the deeper layers of, you know, why am I doing this and what am I giving up to do this? Is everything else that I'm saying no to worth this thing that I'm saying yes to? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Do what, so one thing I want to kind of circle back to the, you know, having bad experiences with girls and having those things carry over. And you mentioned this idea that we get shot with one arrow and then we stab ourselves with another, essentially. And mm-hmm. I think the area that guys do that the very most is any sort of performance, you know, I hate that word, but it's quote performance yeah. issues, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, ejaculating too quickly, not being able to get an erection, that kind of stuff. Man, I've had, I mean, I know, I know, you know, I mean, I think we both, both experienced to some degree at some point in our life, in our journey that sometimes a single bad experience like that can stick with. You. Yeah. It can be powerful in the, in, mm-hmm. in the way that hits emotional. Talk to me about that. Cause I mean, I know that, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you, you had a couple of those that. Oh, I had some bad nights. <laughs> yeah, that's some bad days. That's some bad night. You know, I, I, um, I acknowledge those along with the, the, the great ones, you know, the great nights and, you know, the, um, really like good, like the just the really good sex that I've had. I've had bad sex too, you know? Um, and the times where I've had bad sex, it, it was almost like, uh, the next time you, next time you have an opportunity. Yeah, that can carry over. You you be in your head, you'll be like, dang, like I hope that I don't run into that issue like I did the last time. You know? Um or even sometimes you're thinking to yourself, Man, I just got done watching a lot of porn. You know, I I wonder what the kind of effect that's gonna have on my body, my mind. And of course all, you know, terrible results because you know, especially with the overconsumption of it. And, you know, there's many times where your mind, you know, you tricked your mind into thinking that the porn is a real thing. And so when you, when now you're in reality, you're faced with reality and you're with somebody you like or you somebody that you care about and things aren't working the way that, you know, they should or the way that you think it will go, man, that just like knocks you down a few extra pegs and, you know, it ends up compounding, compounding and, and then you, you might end up spiraling, oh, building a streak of just like uh, bad sex. And, you and, know, there's this. Yeah. And bad habits. I mean, bad habits, the, the spiraling, yeah. you know, it's like uh, a bad experience will lead you to turn to porn, which will lead to more bad experience. Exactly. Yeah. So you feel bad <laughs> and then you go back to the same vice that got you there in the first place, thinking it's going to like, you know, provide you some relief, you know, that that vice is going to provide you the um, escape once again, because you can't sit down with your emotions and just man up and be like, bro, like your sex sucks right now because you spend like an hour, you know, a day or a few times a day um, on Pornhub or, you know, browsing through Instagram models and you're just flooding your brain with like 
pix false pixel images that don't give a shit about you and they don't even know you exist they don't mm-hmm. care one bit you know they getting paid while you not and you you know, you know next you know you just laying in bed and you're like um damn like is this it is this is this all i'm gonna get is this all i'm gonna get in life you know and then you can carry that with you. You can carry that with you for years, for a long time. And <laughs> totally. You know? So, dude, yeah. what, let me let me ask you: What do you think? How you interact? With, because all right, all the bad experiences you've had, they're still there. I mean, they're really not there because this, our past really only exists in our mind, right? But to the mm-hmm. degree that our past is there, that stuff is there right still do you feel like you interact with it and you're affected by it differently now than a year ago like even the stuff that happened prior to that like because has that changed in the last year in terms of how you're in, interact with the negative experiences in the past and how you work through those and how much you feel like it actually affects you now yeah yeah good question um i've come to grips with it I've accepted it for what it was and positive self-talk has helped with that because mm-hmm. I remind myself that, Hey, it wasn't all bad. You know, I had some, I had some really beautiful moments, you know, and what if they were fleeting or what if they were um, more like long-term or short-term, you know, it, it, it's, it's like you and I were talking about the other day, like it takes such a strong muscle to, to pull up the positive moments or the, the winds when your losses and your negativity is just so heavy, you know, and now when I look back at everything, or even when uh, they resurface or they show up, man, I got, I got habits. I got a, I got my, my Batman belt, my utility belt strapped these days. You know, I got my, uh, I got my, uh, I got my, I got my tools, you know, I got my tools and positive talk has been one of those recent ones I've added. And so, you know, you know, when the enemy, you know, that inner critic, that inner critic and, you know, that inner bitch, that, that, that old you who wants that comfort of like, hey, can we just dive back into um, the vice? Because this emotion of rejection is too hard. You know, you just got rejected today, Charles. You know, you went out there in the middle of nowhere and you shoot your shot with this, with this girl. And yeah, no, nah, she won't feel in you, you know, like we, we. Are we going to, can we just go back to what we're used to? So, you know, we don't have to even dive in and sort to that emotion or, you know, that pain or, you know, can we not be a man about it and move on and just talk to the next girl, like, like tomorrow or the next minute, you know, like, um, nowadays, you know, that inner critic, that inner, that inner bitch can, I can just throw him in a trunk, you know, <laughs> um, much faster and I can muzzle him. I can, um. Uh, I can get back on the ball, you know, that the, the mental strength, you know, you know, yeah. the journey, the journey definitely brings about mental strength. And that is something that I was very weak in, very, very weak in the beginning. So no wonder I was felt back into the grips of um, bad habits, such as porn or over drinking, because, you know, sometimes if you got multiple habits that you battle in, you know, you may rely on two at the same time or, you know, and, and then it just requires more, more of you to get back on top. But yeah, yeah, that answers your question. Yeah. 
mental strength. All right, so let's talk about what have you done in the last year? Let, let's, let's look at what are the big things, because, I mean, I know that um, you're obviously in a totally different place now than you were a year ago in so many ways. Right. Um, so let's talk more yeah. about really those differences and, most importantly, like what have been the biggest things to to. Um, oh man, we worked oh. on a lot of stuff together, but like as we look back at the last year, what are some of the habits, some of the pieces that have really changed things for you? You've implemented definitely getting my body moving, mm -hmm. um, just working out. Meditation has been the number one. I'll say, I'll say, meditation is at the top because mm -hmm. I've always been familiar with it. I've practice it every once in a while in the past, but, um, really sitting down and, um, allowing myself to just feel that, you know, just get in that space, um, that has helped tremendously physical activity for sure. Number two on my list, um, making a routine to do something in the morning, even if, if it's, if it's, if it's, um, a quick workout or treadmill, cardio, hip training, something. If, you know, me, I started, I, I got a gym membership. Most mainly the biggest health other than meditation would, would definitely be jujitsu. You know, I, I got up and I said, you know what? I've always wanted to try Brazilian jujitsu mm -hmm. and man, 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 the lessons that I learned on that mat, uh, they, they tie in, they tie in, you know? When your back is against a wall, or you feel like you're stuck, you know, you, you can find a way out, you know, or you can, you can set things in place that will, um, prevent you from, from being stuck. You can take preventative actions, preventative measures. Like, for example, not having my phone in my room. You know, that's something that you and I have worked on and we've tracked our, my habits together and we've seen that times where I've slipped up or I felt like I was backsliding, we saw on the habit share, okay, well, your phone was in your room these last two times, or you're, you, you didn't meditate for like a few days. You weren't tracking, you weren't writing in your journals about your experiences. You weren't clearing your head, you know, or, um, I see that, you know, if I, if I see a habit, a new habit or a streak of me not working out, you know, the data is there. So you are now able to track those and say, okay, well, you know, I think this is, these are leading to the results you're having now. It's uh, so if we get back on track now, we can figure out a way to definitely keep your phone out your role or let's squeeze in 10 minutes. Even if it's 10 minutes of meditation, do that. If it's 30 minutes of working out in the morning, do that. Or if you can't get in the morning, don't go to sleep until you get something in before you go to sleep, you know? So, um, I say meditation, working out, jujitsu, and journaling, and definitely keeping those electronic devices uh, away, especially at times when you feel vulnerable or when you're emotionally distraught, you know, you don't want to have any sort of uh, easy access to that old habit again. The one I'm not hearing you mention yet that I'm pretty sure part two is your edging practice. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. How can I forget? But before, I forget? Yeah, yeah. Before we, yeah, before we circle back to that, um, uh, so, so 
a couple things to hit on there. You mentioned habit tracking. And what, exactly what you mentioned is one of the most powerful things about it and one of the reasons why I think it's so valuable. And you guys who are listening, if you have not decided on these are the key, key habits that I want to be tracking every day and you have tracking in place, it's one of the most fundamental systems that you can put in place for your life over the long term um, to, to ensure that you're growing. It's absolutely huge. Charles, one of the things you mentioned is that it was like, we had so many times when we would get on a call and we'd be talking about, you know, a day that kind of went a little awry, you know, or a couple days or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at your, and we're looking at your habits and we look back and it's like, oh, no, the first day in the last two weeks that, that you slipped up and watched porn just so happens to be the first day in the last two weeks that your phone was in your room at night. Or like, it just so happens yeah. to be that you didn't meditate for the two days prior to that. And it's like that kind of stuff that is is very hard to, it's very difficult if I was to just, okay, look back at your last two weeks and you know that thing that, that happened four days ago that wasn't ideal. Think back in your mind. What habits did you execute on six days prior to that? Like Nobody's going to re- be able to remember that, right? But if you're mm-hmm. tracking it, you can look and see, oh, shit, well, when I miss this thing, I usually miss this other thing. And those two are correlated. So if I don't want to miss the other thing, I got to make sure that thing happens, right? right. Huge value in huge value in, ha- in tracking habits from that regard. And can we talk for a minute about meditation? Because that's yeah. something that, you know, I know you've heard me talk on the podcast a million times. Uh, and I think there's a ton of guys still who they're down with the idea, maybe, you know, but they haven't really brought it on board where it's not a great habit or maybe they tried it a couple of times or what was your experience? Cause you, had you ever really meditated before you started a yearish? I, I did. It, it wasn't anywhere as successful as it is now. I, you know, it's funny. I actually ended up stumbling upon it by myself you know i remember i was in this was back when i was in college mm-hmm. i was i think i was just in my dorm and it was just quiet there was nothing going on i was bored you know but um i don't know i think i can't remember what my i don't know what, remember what my reasoning was but i kind of just embraced the quiet you know and it, it I, I remember the first time I felt like an energy coming from it. I was like, this is weird. This is really weird. <laughs> you know, like, um, what's going on? You know, and then of course, you know, my silly mind was, you know, go to places like, is this the force? Is this what, you know, Yoda talks about? You know, like, it's <laughs> the force, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so um, I, I stumbled upon it uh, early on, but then I never took it seriously. I never made an actual habit out of it. Not, uh, not, not up until this year, early last year. Um, you know, I'll say this year specifically is when it became a, a habit that started bearing fruit. They, I'm able to now, I'm able to quicker, you know, quickly get into it before mm-hmm. it would take me so long. Cause a lot of us struggle with, you know, turning our mind off, quieting the noise, um, you know, just kind of like separating that separating life for a little bit, mm-hmm. but in, and I, and I get the first, any guy, you know, anybody who's tried it or they're trying it and it, you know, you get frustrated. I get it. 
I was getting frustrated. There were days where I just said, you know, fuck it. Like, this ain't working today. Like, I got too much on my mind. And then, but, you know, if you can allow yourself to get back to it, you know, at another time during that day, give it like five minutes, 10 minutes, it grows to 15, it grows to 20, 30. Um, I haven't hit an hour yet, but the, the, the practice of it over time, it started to become easier for me. And I started to really tap into that energy. Whenever I get into that meditative state, I get energy from it. I, I'm able to, sometimes I, I get, I get such an energy from it that I snap out of the meditation. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm back. I'm up. I, I can take on life again, you know? And mm. I didn't even hit my 30 minute timer, my, my timer that I set for like 30 minutes on my phone. Mm-hmm. A, sometimes I, I feel like I would get enough out of my meditation before the 30 minutes. You know, sometimes I guess it just, I don't know if this happened for you. I don't know if maybe that's just pulling the plug too early, but there's also been times where I've gotten energy from it. Like I literally feel like a surge coming from my meditation. It's, it fits in my upper body. Um, mainly it's in my upper body. I feel that energy and that strength. And lately is now my whole body. You know, I can working my way down to my lower body now, but, um, that happened awesome. alone. Yeah. I, Dude, I don't I'm, take it for granted. I love that. I mean, to be honest, I think that's the first time I've heard you describe that way. And something I don't hear from a lot of guys is associating meditation with energy. Like, I think for a lot, for a lot of guys, that's like, that would be like, wait, what? I thought like, you know, I think a lot of guys have this perspective of meditation that's like, you know, like this super still, it's like, it's the super still quiet kind of thing, which in a way it is for sure. And there's a lot of value in getting really still and quiet, but getting really, getting really still and quiet allows us to get into our energetic world. And there's so much power in there, huh? There's a lot yeah. of like, it, it's like, it allows you to, you know, I mean, I've, we've talked a little bit recently on like inner circle calls and a couple podcasts about this idea of energy, right? That we're mostly energy where this only yeah. tiny bit of us is actually matter. And yeah. that's one of the awesome things, meditation, you guys, is that not just, you know, let go of the preconceived notion of what you think meditation is and instead just do it. Um, and, and open your mind to it. But when you do, you'll discover that for a lot of people, it's not what they expected. Um, and that effect of being able to access that energy, I definitely feel that. I mean, in yeah. powerful ways. In fact, I usually, I had an experience a few days ago. Um, there's a new meditation that I've been trying, um, which is a different discussion, but I, my usual routine is when I'm working out, I'll have my yerba mate because I drink mate instead of coffee on yerba mate. And then I'll meditate mm-hmm. in the 10 or 15 minutes that the mate is kind of kicking in. And then I'll come out of the meditation, the, the mate's kicked in and I'm off going for my workout. The other okay. day I did yeah. it. The other day I did a 15 minute meditation. It's a new one with that breathing technique that we've talked about on a couple of the recent calls. And I'm doing that. Breathing that. technique is awesome, by the way. Oh yeah, dude. We got to talk more about yeah. that. So, uh, yeah. so I do my 15 minute meditation. I get in the car and I'm like, I'm working out at the park and I get out of the car and I'm just, Oh no, I was standing. I was standing in the sun. I was, I, stand, I was standing in the grass in the sun doing the meditation. As soon as the meditation's over, I start walking back to the car and I'm so energized. I was, man, I'm ready to kill it. 
And, yeah. and I, and, and I realize when I get back in my car, uh, before I start my workout that I didn't even have my mate. Like I, the, oh, you know, man. the, the cool caffeine that was going to give me the energy, right. I forgot right. to even drink it, but I was so energized coming out of that 15 minute meditation. I was more energized than I've been for a workout in, in a, uh, I didn't even have the coffee. I just had the meditation. <laughs> Step so superpower. The other <laughs> thing, thing, just for you guys listening with meditation, it's such a big word that in the sense that it means so many different things to different people and it can mean different things to you. So, for example, um, you know, we can have the kind of meditation where the point is actually to find the stillness. The point is to really get quiet, you know, and you can have other meditation where actually it's a very active, engaged process where we're doing that breathing technique where, you know, where we're we're bringing in a visualization, either something in our body, we want to heal or change our body in a certain way, or can be a very deep process. So allow meditation to be what it is for you um, and understand that it can look so many different ways. Um, you mentioned, Charles, that like, you know, you've had those experiences where you realize, oh, okay, I've got what I wanted to get out of this and been off and going. I think that's great, man. I mean, there's no meditation isn't a and maybe I think this is the last thing to touch on and then we'll move on to some other thing. Meditation isn't about what happened during the, for the most part, I mean, yeah, we can have, you know, especially if you get a longer meditations, I mean, can you have like a transcendental, you know, amazing kind of experience in a meditation? Absolutely. But for the most part, it's not even the meditation. It's about how it carries into the rest of our day. So mm -hmm. I think that's like, following what feels in alignment for you where if you set that timer for half an hour and at some point during that you're like i feel complete like i'm ready oh yeah I'm, i think that's great absolutely fall um yeah well actually one last thing i wanted to ask you so when you you when meditation became a regular how were you meditating at the beginning have you always for this last year or so um have you just meditated basically on your own where you just set a timer or remember, have you used like headspace or any of the, like, Oh apps, yeah. Apps good, or anything? good point mm -hmm. in the beginning. Oh yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about that until now. Yeah. So in the beginning I would, you recommended headspace and I was using headspace and it did help. It did help, especially when I wasn't able to quiet my mind, you know, get centered. Mm-hmm. Having the app Headspace, you know, they have their recordings of, uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, but, um, you know, they have recordings on the app where someone is guiding you through your meditation, you know, mm -hmm. or they might just, it might just have some background sounds, you know, or, um, those helped. And it eventually I didn't need it. Eventually I was able to just ease into my meditation by myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if I'm not, if I'm not able to, if I need help, if I need assistance, I would just play like something in the background, something soothing. Like for me, what works for me, I need to hear oceans, waves crashing. I need to hear the water, you know? So, um, I put that on, uh, in a decent volume. I put on my noise canceling and I'm off, I'm drifting and it helps. Cool. Headspace worked in the beginning and yeah, eventually I was just able to tap into it. I, I didn't think about that, but yeah, I haven't used Headspace in a long time. 
I mean, however you do it, that putting that foundation in the way you described where now you can just kind of get get into it. And, and by the way, getting into it, that necessarily means, you know, my experience is that there's there are days when the mind is busier than others and, and the experience is going to be different every time. I think it's really important to not, predict, okay, this is what this experience is supposed to look like, or even this is what this experience to look like, but rather to just sit down and be with what it is. But once you have the foundation in place, one of the ways that I like to look at it um, is that it's like, you know, it's like finding your way to a lake that's back in a forest. And at first, at first you need the map, right? You're not going to be able to find your way there with the map. But the more often you go to, you're going to get to know that trail where eventually you're not even going to need the map at all. And then you're going to get to where eventually you just know that trail like your hand. And you know exactly where you are. And that finding your way in that meditative journey, I think, is a lot like, right? So I think that's what you described is like you've put the foundation in place where you know the path, yeah. you know, you know the path back to that quiet way. So yeah. you can sit down and walk. And I think one of the beautiful things about that is that allows you, once it gets to that point, that allows you to incorporate it into the rest of your life where, you know, I, in recent years, that's something where I can take 30 seconds or a minute or even less than that. I can close my eyes for a breath or two and and take my mind along the path. And the more often we walk it, the more comfortable we get with it, the faster we can implement it. Where even like, let's say you're in the middle of a tough conversation, you can take a deep breath and during the course yeah. of that one deep breath, take your inner world and kind of down that place and find your, your depth. So yeah. Um, all right. So meditation was a huge part. Physical movement was a huge part. And I know like, you know, earlier on in the year, you were doing burpees. I know you've, have you still been doing, are burpees still a habit? Cause I know you're training on days when you don't go to jujitsu too, right? I am. Yeah. Uh, burpees are still a habit. I, I've slowed down on them recently because I, I have an ankle injury. So mm -hmm. I had surgery on my ankle, um, years, years, years ago. So I basically got permanent um metal in my left ankle so um uh that's been giving me problems uh outside of jujitsu lately so mm, gotcha. i haven't been doing the uh, burpees every day but yeah burpees are still on my habit share and yeah. when i get them done when i do them oh yeah they suck and they hurt <laughs> but you feel that fire huh we've talked about that so many times yeah not just, not just burpees i mean i know you've had this experience with a lot of your workouts because that's been you know, I know that's been a big part of the last year has been you getting much more consistent and regular with that, with your physical activity and getting involved. And yeah. I've heard from you a lot of times where, you know, definitely with burpees, but with other workouts too, where you get to the other side of that workout and it's like, man, like now I got that fire to go live the rest of my life. Yeah. It was literally that morning I texted you. I was in a, I was in an emotional funk. I was just like irritable. I was possibly even thinking about um, looking at porn that morning. And um, I, I got pissed. I got pissed off. <laughs> and then I just like, I just bossed. I just went all in. And I, I mean, I was like overexerting on them too. Like I was, I'm getting down, but I'm like forcing myself all the way up and I'm getting up on my toes and I'm jumping to the ceiling. And mm -hmm. I just got like some, I got my headphones in. I'm just, and I remember leaving. And uh, I'm leaving the house. I'm getting ready for work. I'm on the road. 
and I'm texting her and I was like, I gotta stop. Like, I shouldn't be doing that. But, um, I texted you. I was like, yeah, yo, no, yeah, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm on fire right now. Like I, I, I just did a, I just did a uh, session of burpees and I just feel like an animal. I just feel like an animal. I just want to roar. I just want to like, you know, I just oh, feel like yeah. getting after life that day. Um, because you know, you know what that came from too. Mainly, it was um, and something that I'm working on. To this, I mean, every day I'm working on this. the The days when I don't want to do it, the days where I don't feel like doing it, I just want to make my morning beverage. I just want to sip on some hydration, maybe some coffee, which I don't do anymore, and I'm feeling really good about not drinking coffee anymore. Awesome. Um, I. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to, I just want to ease into my morning. I just want to get on the road, get to work and come home and be at peace. The days when I didn't feel like doing anything and I found that, you know, I found whatever that is to say, no, we, we ain't, we ain't going to be comfortable. We, this is the time where we need to do it. You know, when I don't feel like doing it, this is, this is when I need to do it. And the days when I was able to just quiet that inner voice that that you know you know that little that little nagging little sucker in the back of your head sometimes you know it's like mm-hmm. you know i was able Re- to like resistant. quiet him he, yeah the resistance yeah he's a yeah, terrible yeah. horrible bastard isn't he i don't like his ass i mean like, i mean he's, you know okay it's a, it's all here to serve it's all here to serve us you know like i do come back is. to that but but yeah, i think yeah, it's important yeah. i mean listen our ancestors had had battles to fight right and most of us don't have most of us you know yes i know there are you know we do have soldiers we do have a military we do have men who actually do go to battle most of us we're not going to physical battle but we do go to battle with with that bastard with that resistance inside of us that yeah. wants to hold us back yeah yeah and man. you know the so, reason the reason why i antagonize uh that resistance so much is because my whole life i listened to him solely I let him steer the wheel, you know, I let that, I let that, uh, that I allowed the, the feeling of comfort only, Hey, don't worry about it. You don't need to do it. You don't feel like it. You don't have to, you know, watch porn, you know, have that drink, you know, or, you know, eat eat, eat the whole damn bag of chips. You know, you had a rough day, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) my whole life, I listened to that, that side. So Oh, when I was able to just turn that off and I realized that, hey, I said I was going to do something and I did it, man, that fire that I had after that, especially when I didn't want to do it in the first place, you know, I I realized that, oh, I had it in me to knock it out. I had it in me to knock it out. I made it through my workout. Yeah. And I got in my cold shower after it. And now I'm on a road. I feel like a king, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. That's when I texted you that morning. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's good at times to get angry. Anger yeah. can be very valuable or anger can be very valuable. And that's one of the the ways I think it's good to get angry is like, let's make, let's recognize that, that, that resistance is a thing. You know, it's like, it's wanting to hold us back. It's, put, you know, sticking in all those little thoughts of doubt and saying, oh, you know, be waiting. let's make that the thing that it is and let's go let's like let's yeah. crush that dude <laughs> like angry yeah. i mean I, yeah. i've definitely had you know i've had some i've had a couple 
well, lots of workouts, but I had a couple sessions that I was going to this place called F45. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 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 Which um, I'll still go back to um, an awesome place, but I had a couple sessions there over the course of like a week where I had a couple different people be like, be like, dude, what are you so angry at? Not like in general, because I mean, we were talking mm -hmm. after and, you know, we, we had a lot of fun, but like I would have points during the workout where I was just like, Wah! you know, and just yeah. finding that anger. And it's like, you know what I'm angry at? I'm angry, anger, angry at that resistance inside. Of it. That's what I'm mm -hmm. pissed off at. Uh, there's a ton yeah. of workouts where I'll find that for at least, you know, uh, a moment or two here and there where I just pissed. And that's what I pissed at is that small version that like that old weak version of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good to get pissed at that. All right. So meditation yeah. was a huge thing for you. Physical movement was a huge thing for you. Habit tracking has been a huge thing for you for sure. Definitely. Uh, we talked about working through the emotional stuff, the emotional side of it, doing the inner work, which man, the payoff of that, again, I think that's something like, yeah, I see you executing on the on the the visual, physical habits a lot. But dude, the way you've executed on actually doing the inner work over the last year and continuing to do it is a beautiful thing. Um, I mean, that's been such a huge part of the journey. So, but let's talk about yeah. another big part. Um, let's talk about your edging practice because I know your edging practice has been huge for you in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, talk to me about that. Yeah. Where, where are yeah. you at? Where are you at? Let, let's start by framing it this way. Where are you at in terms of your day-to-day -day sex practices now versus where were you a year ago? Day-to-day -day sex practices now. Well, first of all, I had no idea. Well, I didn't even understand the concept of, uh, of um, um, healthy sex practices. Sorry, I don't know okay. why it took me forever to find that. But um, especially healthy solo sex practices. I had no idea what that meant. I didn't even know that existed. I mean, that was a thing. You know, I was ignorant towards it all. Yeah. And um, so in the beginning, it, I was. I always thought that masturbation involved, um. You watch porn, you jerk off, or you fantasize about something, you jerk off, and you you come, and you feel like shit, and you do it again a couple more times, and it's not a routine. You know, like, I thought, I, you know, th th that's all I thought it was to it. Unless, unless of course, if you just haven't, you know, you out there having sex a lot, too. So, you know, fast forward last year, mainly this year, you know, um, becoming more open to it listening, doing all the research, okay, the, you can edge, but, and not, you don't have to ejaculate. You don't have to come out, you know, you can edge and just like, you know, feel energy, you know, you can, you can masturbate edge and feel energy and not have to release it. And the minute I wrap my mind around that and I said, give it a try, right? Um, there was definitely some trial and error. There was, in the beginning, I was like, okay, that wasn't bad. I'm not used to that, especially when you're used to watching porn while you're masturbating as mm -hmm. the uh, focal point, as your main, you know, stimuli. Um, it's, in the beginning, it, it, it does not feel right. It doesn't feel, it feels like you are, you're rewiring your brain and you are. So, um, Right after that, I started practicing, you know, and through our, our coaching, 
I get more and more comfortable with the solo edging practice. Um, you know, I'm breathing. I'm, I'm even in a meditative state, you know, I'm meditating while, while I'm edging and man, what a game changer. Like people literally feel your energy when you talk to them, when, when you're around other people, when you're in the gym, when you're at work, when you're even just taking a stroll in your backyard, you know, like, you know, you just feel like, hey, I'm reserving my power. I'm reserving my energy and I'm also tapping into it, you know, with, uh, with, with this healthy solo edging practice. So yeah, that tied in with the retention. I, I recall, you know, moving into like a three, you remember how excited I was uh, when I hit my first three week mark of, you know, just edging. Um, my habit share was looking really good and I retained, I didn't release for three weeks. Hell yeah. I, and you, well, ce- and you celebrated, was, celebrated by getting a massage. I remember that. Of course. I did. I did. I celebrated <laughs> by getting a massage. My first yeah. massage ever. I was like, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. People felt my energy. People complimented me. They were like, dude, you're on fire. Like, uh, it was one person even commented like, yeah, you walk differently. You've been walking differently lately. I was like, really? <laughs> mm. I was like, I, I was yeah. like, I ain't gonna tell. I know what it is. I know where it's from. You know, you know. I got compliments in um, in uh, on the mat when I'm in jujitsu. They're like, people will say like, "Dude, you're like freakishly strong," and uh, I would say like, "I didn't feel that way a year ago," mm. you know, or I didn't feel that way, you know, um, uh, early on, you know, once I started, you know, this um. This 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 journey on on good habit building, life changing, yeah. The edging for sure. Uh, my 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 mindset, my perspective has changed has changed on it, and I incorporate it every day, for sure. I incorporate it every day along with my meditation workouts, everything, and the fact that I'm now able to uh, practice a healthy solo edging practice, um, a session, and not ejaculate. Because I know the importance, I value the importance. I, uh, you know, I value my my my. I just value it. It's it's my energy. You know, I want to keep it because I, yep. I've seen, I've felt what it does for me. So, um, big game changer for sure. Yeah, awesome. So so you're edging pretty much daily, um, and awesome. Have you had? Um, I feel like we've talked recently about you've kind of had some. You know, I think it's kind of similar to meditation, you guys. Our edging practice, I think it's important to not go into it. You know, we do want to go into it with intention, but not with expectations, right? So we can yeah. go into it with an intention of, okay, you know, this is what I want to practice. My intention is to be really present or my intention is to practice letting go or whatever your intention for that session is. And yet not have specific expectations of what the practice looks like, because just like with a lot of your meditation sessions over the last year, like a lot of meditation sessions, there's nothing particularly memorable or special about them, but, but they build up to be something bigger. And I think in some ways our edging practices like that, like, you know, I mean, yes, of course it's enjoyable and pleasurable and it's, and, and tapping into that or you feel, but some are different than others. Um, Recently, have you had some, like, experiences where you've kind of 
had more noteworthy experiences. Like, I mean, think about the way that you can feel the energy move in your body now and, and some of the experiences you've had recently versus earlier on. Has yeah. that changed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has changed. And one of the biggest changes um, I had to get used to was how I was. You you actually hit the nail on the head when you said intention, because I didn't really know what that meant until recently when I started, especially now when I practice my agent. Um, what, what, what my intention is. Uh, and also how I'm, how I'm being stimulated, you know, because it was so hard in the beginning when I, because I used to rely on porn, you know, with, um, with masturbation. So that took a while to just get to that point where it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to like explore, you know, I'm gonna close my eyes, explore, feel this energy, get comfortable with it, get comfortable with my own body. You know, I don't need, I don't need pixels, uh, to feel this energy. I don't need pixels to, um, uh, get the most out of this. And, um, from there I was able to, I was able to tap in and also apply other practices. So for example, uh, root squeezes, like, Mm -hmm. you know, once I learned about those and I'm able to, um, with with the combination of um what's it calling it um um blanking right now blanking um, kegels kegels right yeah yeah um and training your pelvic floor you know yeah all these things i'm learning as far as like men's sexual health you know i'm now applying it and i apply the root squeezes as i'm edging and then that just allowed me to explore something else all in, entirely and, you know, training that muscle. And so it, in turn, that helps with pre-ejaculation and that it, that helps with your erection health. You know, you're able to last longer. You're able to uh, have longer erections, harder erection. And so, and now, and now recently I incorporated that along with breathing, controlling your breath, breathing through my nose only. Man, that, that is, by the way, like breathing through my nose has not only helped me with my edging, my meditation, but it's literally like affected, um, everything positive about my life, you know, especially when I'm working out and definitely while I'm rolling on the jujitsu mat. I mean, Mm. it's even when in times where now I'm conscious, I know I'm going off um, track right now, but in times where I've even, if I'm in an uncomfortable position or if I'm having an uncomfortable conversation, I I'm conscious about I'm breathing through my nose right now and I'm calm, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. panicking. I'm calm. I'm breathing through my nose, you know, in the, in the past, that wasn't a thing. And I've, I've even caught myself doing it. Now it's becoming subconscious, you know, it's becoming like a, it's just how I live life now. You know, it's how I handle, um, sticky situations. So applying that with the root squeezes, um, and even contracting my abs now as, as I'm edging, like, um, it just keeps on getting healthier and healthier and stronger and strong, you know? And yeah, it, like it that, just, that energy, that energy pump is getting stronger and that energy flow is getting stronger. Yeah. Cause I'm able to now move that energy throughout my body. 
And literally the other day where I got triggered and I wanted to, um, you know, spend, waste a few minutes on some useless pixels, you know, um, I, I wanted to watch porn and I said, nah, bro, we ain't gonna do this. Why do we want to do this right now? I'm triggered. Okay. Well, there's something I could do with this trigger. There's something I could do with this energy right now. Um, we've all been talking about it in a circle about moving that energy. So I tried it. I, I did my root squeeze. I contracted my abs. I inhaled deep breath, um, with, through my nose. And I felt that energy move up my back, move up my body, up to my head, and then boom, release. I was good. Mm. Back on the road, back on the road and ready to get back on the grind. And problem, problem was solved. You know what I mean? It was like a, it was like a, um, it was a good, clean energy for real. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a technique, by the way, that uh, we've been talking about just recently in inner circle we'll talk more about and i'll do some some episodes probably upcoming but um, yeah dude so powerful and yeah um you know one sorry thing I, I, think, I went off i went off on a no, tangent um did i answer your no, question by the way Let yeah no no it's great dude i'm glad you mentioned the navel breathing thing that's so huge that's like i mean that's one of those things that when i you know i've mentioned it on a couple of episodes of the show and and i feel like it's one of those things where i can't i don't know how to get across to guys what game changer it is, right? It's like, if I, I can get on the, I can, you know, get on an episode and be like, dude, you guys, this is a total game changer. But it's like, I feel like there's a lot of guys who just don't really get it, <laughs> you know? Like, they don't believe yeah. how much it can actually change things. So I'm so glad to hear you say what a game changer nasal breathing has been. I know that you, are you still taping your mouth at night? Is that, or were you, were you? It's been part of yes. your thing too? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, so, it's part of my uh, routine. Have to have a share too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're, ta- yep. so you're taping your mouth at night, and and uh, and then the other thing that you mentioned is you're incorporating it into your day. You're incorporating it into your edging practice. You're incorporating it into jujitsu. You're incorporating it into the rest of your day. And the thing that I that you know across these different areas, whether it's your edging practice, it's in jujitsu, it's in your workout, it's in a conversation. One thing that I think is is beautiful is that in all those situations, your ability to find deeper place inside yourself and to find sort of a peace and strength there has dramatically changed. Um, uh-huh. And you know, there's I think there's been multiple factors that have played into that for sure. Uh, but man, nasal breathing helps, doesn't it? It's amazing how like if you're rolling on the mat. If you can stay nasal breathing, it's going to help you stay calm. You're going to make better decisions. You're going to have actually greater access to your strength because you're in that calm place. Um, so yeah, man, I'm glad you mentioned nasal breathing. Guys, please incorporate that into your life. Tape your mouth at night um, unless you're absolutely sure that your mouth stays closed all night, which most people doesn't. Tape your mouth yeah. at night. Practice it during the day. Practice it during your workouts. Practice it during your edging sessions. Um, yeah, and and by so, the way, um, yeah, is it, don't use, don't be like me. You know, I could be a, I could be an idiot sometimes. You know, the first time I heard about mouth tape, and I was like, well, I ain't putting tape tape on my mouth. Like, I ain't putting duct tape or anything like that on my lips <laughs> while I'm breathing. <laughs> but you know, you mentioned uh, hostage tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that company makes them. I actually just ordered some, so I'm still oh, waiting yeah. for that to get here. But uh, you could go on Amazon. 
you, know, you can find, they, they have all kinds of brands that you can put on that's comfortable and then it's yeah. easy to remove, no pain. Yeah. Such a game changer, dude. Yeah. Well, awesome. It's been so great to talk with you. I, man, I've loved seeing, um, I've loved seeing the way the last year has unfolded for you. And you're, I mean, I think you've experienced what we all want to, which is over the course of the last year, you've tapped into more and more of your own power. You know, you've gotten more and more in touch with uh, the deeper real version of you, which is freaking awesome. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've been, it's been so great to get to know you and it's awesome. I love that you're in inner circle now. And the thing I love about that, especially like, you know, a lot of times with, with guys that I've done coaching with in the past, priority inner circle, our coaching would wrap up and that would pretty much be that, you know, like we'd stay in contact from time to time. But for the most part, like once guys get, you know, it's three months or six months or a year or whatever it is, guys kind of reach a point where, okay, you know, I've got, like you said earlier, you described as your Batman tool belt. Like I've got all the tools, you know? So yeah. there's, this cross, there's this process with me where guys come in, they do coaching at a certain point. It's like, okay, boom, like you're good, man. Take your tools and, and off you go. Um, but the beautiful thing about Inner Circle is it allows us to continue to build relationships and, um, and grow the community over time. So I'm so glad you're in there. Um, nice to get to see you and talk with you on a regular basis. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. I'm gra I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the community that we have in Inner Circle because I love that we're all able to positively hold each other accountable too. Because you know I'm only a year into this. Um, I'm only a year into uh, not. Uh, well, I'm only a year into creating good habits for myself, and now yeah. it's opening doors. Now yeah. I'm in better health, better mental health, physical health, and I still mess up, still make mistakes. But the fact that, you know, we have a tribe, you know, and that's what we need, you know, guys need yeah. a tribe of like-minded yeah. individuals. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful yeah. for you too, bro. Hell yeah. Likewise. Grateful for you, man. So yeah, big takeaways, you guys. I mean, what did we talk about? We talked about getting your physical training, tracking your daily habits, meditating, the emotional work and edging practice. Like if you guys listen to the things that Charles said, it kind of seems like a lot of the things that I mention often that are game changers, right? And it's like, but they've definitely been game changers. Yeah. So, Charles, um, I love your brother and I appreciate you. And um, yeah, any parting parting thoughts you want to share with the community? Oh, uh, yeah. Love you, bro. I appreciate the all the time that we spent together talking and, you know, the patience that both and I, both you and I have uh, showed in this journey because... You know, you've been through it. I'm going through it. So many others are going through it. Parting words, parting thoughts. Um, you know, get after it. You, 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 we're not alone in this, you know. And there are so many. I understand that there are a lot of people who don't talk about these kind of things because it's, you know, it's just, it's just a taboo, you know. Why talk about, you know, sexual health? Why talk yeah. about sex in general? Why talk about being better, a better person, being optimal? But it's possible, you know, um, I reached out with my heart, you know, I put it out there and, you know, I found answers and I'm still finding answers. So, you know, you just got to put it, you just got to put yourself out there, you know, and it could be done. Hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. And you know, what's awesome is that, man, with all the growth and changes that you've had over the last year in the grand scheme of things, you're just scratching the surface, bro. 
You're just scratching That's the surface. Feel. Yeah. You've put you've put a whole different you've put a whole different foundation in place for the coming literally decades of your life. Like that's one of the beautiful things is that this last year yeah. of work, you have fundamentally changed the foundation of who you are in your life. And man, that's going to pay off. So speaking of it paying off, I would love to um, maybe have some follow-up conversations. Maybe let's connect again in uh, maybe six months or so and do another follow-up and see what's yeah. changed between now and then and talk about what we're working on. And um, if you're down for it, I'd love to do that. So um, yeah, bro. anyway, I'm down. Yeah. Thanks again, man. I really appreciate you being here. Um, thank you guys for listening to this. I hope that, um, I hope it's been inspiring for you, man. I mean, that's, that's the whole point. The show is to inspire you guys to take action and hopefully give you some tools to do that. So, um, thanks for being part of my world, Charles. It's been great to get to know you and thanks for taking the time to do the call today. I really appreciate it, bro. Likewise, brother, for sure. Anytime. Okay. Much love. We'll see you inside Inner Circle and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir.